held on tight to the train car as this new reptilian gang boss held tight to Alfred's collar. It was weird, being next to this kid on the way to a mission. Don't get me wrong, both of us were trained by the best. But I'm pretty sure this isn't the new dynamic duo you had in mind. You know, as tough as this stuff is to cut through, it's only bullet-resistant, not bulletproof. Yes, Leslie. No one is more aware of that than me. Good. The good doctor had you bleeding all over her surgical table as she cautiously removed the bat suit with a high grade of scissors. But even that wouldn't stop you from trying to give orders. Robin, can you hear me? Jim, lost the signal. A new Robin? Already? You know, I understand your desire to do what you do, to rebalance the scales for yourself, but to encourage others. Robin, I repeat, they're headed for the riverfront. Enough. Head swimming, I can't stay. And that's when you must have finally passed out. Dr. Tompkins catching the communicator as it dropped from your open hand. I should hope so. I put enough verset in your IV for three men. Whoever you're trying to reach, they're on their own for a few hours. You have a motorcycle, don't you? But this is more fun, isn't it? There we were. Nightwing and Robin atop the Gotham Express. Hanging onto the roof of the conductor's car as it cruised through Gotham's skyline. Sure, fun. They let people ride inside the cars, you know. This is a new world you're living in now. Outside the law. Outside of society. There are drawbacks, but there's plenty of perks, too. Like? Like you didn't pay for this ride. So this is just a big goof for you. We're gonna save Alf's life, and you're into riding the train for free. He didn't need to know that I was more worried about Alfred than he was. You never let me see you sweat. But you also never let things get out of control unless you were down and out, or otherwise preoccupied. I try to be happy in my work, Brat Wonder. Besides, Alfred can take care of himself. Hang on. The Sheldon Park turn is coming. Still, I had to wonder where you found this kid. So I asked him, how'd you get this job anyway? But as the train turned sharply for Sheldon Park, this new Robin flew off the side. My hand lashed out just in time to catch him by the cape. Whoa! I got you. Maybe I should rethink a cape, huh? So, how'd he pick you? He... He caught me trying to steal the tires off his car. The car? Yeah. <laughs> that is good. Hey, uh, isn't our stop coming up? You're right. But this is an express, so we have to make our own stop. Hey, wait up! I dove off the train and rolled onto the rooftop perfectly, landing into a crouched position on the edge. Robin was calling out to me as he followed along landing less than gracefully as he rolled up next to me. I put a finger to my mouth to shush him. Hush, little wing. We're the stealthy ones, remember? I dictate the rules of the gauntlet now, okay? How are we gonna find out? No names. Six degrees later, and somebody will figure out the secret. 
I ascended the next building, cautiously approaching the roof skylight with Robin still climbing up behind me. I peered through and couldn't help but smirk at the sight below. It seemed to be some kind of photo shoot. Models in clothes that covered just a little more than nothing. Hello, nurse. Do they have Alfred? What are they doing to him? You shouldn't see this boy wonder. My arm shot up to cover the young boy's eyes upon his approach. His hands grasped at my wrists, trying to break himself free as a whole new wave of concern arose for the butler. Is it that bad? I held the struggling Robin as I continued to gawk at the ladies. While down at the docks, Croc was putting out his lit cigar against Alfred's prosthetic two-face makeup. <laughs> I can handle worse. Twice as much, even. Those scars still smell like burning tires, Harv. <laughs> you mind if I call you Harv? And what do I call you? Lounge lizard? Smart talk ain't so smart from where you're sitting, Two-Face. Maybe you'll feel it the other side and make you one face! Waylon, he's here. Double and nothing when you get back, Waylon? Master Bruce, are you listening? I seem to be in a bit of a spot, and I'm not sure how long I can remain in character. You sure this is wise, Waylon? The cocaine trade is a risky venture in and of itself. A weapons trafficking? That's dense racket. Just diversifying my assets is all. Better than keeping my eggs all in one basket. And I'm pretty sure Dent will be convinced to share while he's company. You got a target in mind for these, Croc? I ain't the party planner. I'm just the caterer. How do you think I get the blow at a premium? Those boys down south need firepower to keep the commies out of the coke fields. I guess I'm just doing my part for democracy and all. <laughs> Say cheese, boys! Killer Croc had torn through the newly shipped crate, pulling out a large bazooka. He aimed a missile launcher at a couple of his cooks like a maniac, as one of the mobsters examined a tightly wound bag of cocaine. This is the good stuff, right? You know what they say, as pure as the driven snow. While Croc pierced a bag, displaying the white powdered drug on the claw of his pinky for the mobster, Batgirl had made it to the Gotham Freak Clinic, where she was shaking you by the shoulders on the operating table. Wake up! Snap out of it! Batgirl, stop! He's under heavy sedation. All you're doing is straining my sutures. This is kind of important, Dr. Tompkins. The boys are looking for Alfred, but they don't know he's disguised as Two-Face. But why would Alfred be disguised as- It was supposed to be a training exercise for the new kid. Wake up, Bruce. You're the doctor. If he's out, he's out. Take his comm link. I'll check out the usual haunts. If you can get him conscious, shout out to me. He muttered something about the riverfront before he went under. Then that's where I'll be. Checking every warehouse if I have to. But the estuary's lined with warehouses. It's good to know that Babs had the same idea I did. Although it wasn't so much door-to-door -door as it was window-to-window, -window, with a couple of costume voyeurs. You'd be surprised what there is to find when all you're really looking for is a British valet on the darker side of town. 
the much darker side. Robin and I leaned into another skylight window, this one allowing us to see right into a children's sweatshop. All those missing kids, all forced into an assembly line of sneaker production. Now this is the scene of a crime. Don't look at me. I gotta wear your old shoes. Just why is Alfred part of the gauntlet anyway? Beats me. He said it was a game of tag. I figured he meant you were it. Ugh. That's where Tuna comes from. Come on, kid. We scaled another side of the warehouse. I knelt over the corner of this roof, holding Robin upside down by the ankles as he peered through another window. Feel better now? Not really. See anything? Coke lab. Or heroin, I can't tell which. Anything else? Hold on. I think I found our man. He's tied to a chair. Upper deck office. Two mooks watching the door. Look, all I'm saying is that Dent's got friends. Arkham friends, you know. Neither one of us needs that kind of crazy. And you think Whalen ain't? Getting inside the warehouse was the easy part. But once Robin and I were in, the air was thick with coke dust. If not for utility belt standard nasal filters, we would have been running on more than adrenaline. I could see Robin was on the verge of sneezing before I popped a pair in his nose, holding my finger there for a moment to silence him as we clung to the rafters. Hush, little wing. Yet in all the rush, I never stopped to question why Alfred Pennyworth, of all people, would be kidnapped by drug runners. Bruce Wayne is certainly a bigger catch than his valet, but nobody bothered to tell me you weren't you tonight. And neither was Alfred. Sneaking past the two armed guards was seized from above. I dropped down into the room with a tied-up prisoner, grasped him by the shoulder, turning his chair to see none other than Two-Face. You! Tell me where the Brit is, or I'll beat you harder than you ever did me, Dent. You designed the gauntlet as the final test to prove my worthiness to become Robin. So what were you testing this time? I grabbed who I thought was Two-Face by the shoulder, raising my fist as Robin grabbed a hold of my arm before I could lay the first punch. Hey, goons are coming. What's the plan? I thought I raised you to display better manners, Master Richard. What? What if we spring Denny he double-crosses us? That's just the kind of thing he does. I'm willing to spin the wheel. Didn't your mother teach you it ain't polite to whisper? My mother taught me never to get caught. A wise woman. Look. You'd probably be grateful to two guys who got you out of this, right? Double agents, eh? I like it. How grateful, Dent? Quite terribly grateful. Were I not already liberated? The timing couldn't have been more perfect. Alfred raised his free hands just as Robin and I stepped out from the shadows. A nice bit of teamwork. You remember teamwork, don't you? Robin took on the right guard with a quick dash forward and a powerful uppercut, while I planted my heel directly into the second thug's chin. With the guards down, it was time to undo the rest of Alfred's bindings, as well as get some answers. Kid, you knew about this? Hey, kinda. Master Richard, I believe I can explain. Later, back at the cave when we're all together and... What the hell's this? I turned my back for one second. Oh, by the way, there's a new player in town. Big, scaly guy. He entered the room with a rocket launcher on his shoulder. 
One guard behind him at either side. His frame was huge, filling up the entire doorway he stood in. Muscles, claws, teeth, and plenty of mean to go around. Bad news. Uh, get over here, Dent. I didn't go through all this trouble to have to costume goody goodies snatch you away. I beg your pardon? You heard me. Get over here while I kill the pajama boys. But I think we should let them go, um, sir. Wouldn't you get a vote, ugly? And what's with that highfalutin talk? And the worst part? He seems to be just as insane as the rest of our enemies. Croc, you don't want to fire that. Never tell me what to do. Alfred, in a tremendous act of bravery, charged in and tackled Killer Croc as he pulled the trigger on the rocket launcher, the missile being sent upwards to shatter the roof in a fiery explosion, the room behind him lighting up the Christmas tree from the ignition of all the cocaine dust. I'm sure you'll get the chance to fight this guy someday, but tonight was all about the Robins, and maybe a distantly related bird of prey. We dived out of the way of the blast, the same one Batgirl was seen from just a couple short blocks down. Well, so much for detective work. You spoiled my shot! They're gonna call you! Killer Croc lashed out at Alfred, his claws viciously striking him across the face, only to pull his mask completely off, letting Harvey Dent's prosthetics look him right in the eyes. No face. I have to give the kid this. He's eager. And has a lot of heart. But sometimes, heart's not enough. Or am I wrong? We moved perfectly in sync for a moment with a back handspring. Each of us shooting our feet at Croc's torso. The kick hit Croc with enough force to send him flying through a window and give us just a moment of peace. Robin and I looked back to see Alfred standing over a thug, his foot planted into the unconscious man's chest. He'd gotten a hold of his SMG and held it confidently. Can you handle things from here? These miscreants are non-combatants from here on. Right, lads? Robin and I gave Alfred a nod of confidence before diving out of the window after Croc. Man, is it always warehouses? Sometimes derelict ships, sewers, rooftops. What's the weirdest place you ever fought in? On the keys of a giant typewriter. You're kidding, right? Wish I was. We each landed on a crate in the loading bay as I was left to reflect on a previous adventure we'd had. Weird, but those were the days. We left on crate after crate in search of Croc. Maybe he ran away? Not a chance. Do any of them ever run away? Only the easy ones. Hey, Gator Butt! You still here? This kid, though. He could go far if he survives. In easy reach, fairy boots. He was right under us. Three wooden crates below and he was able to lift them all, tossing them over his head like they were nothing. I dove off the side of the crate I stood on, but Robin was lost in the shuffle, falling through a cascade of splintering boxes that opened to mounds of children's toys. You should have run while you could. No running now. Well, no giant typewriter, but still weird, huh? 
Was I ever that chatty? If I was, it's likely for the same reason. To cover the fear. Croc came at Robin hard and fast, swiping at the new boy Wonder with his claws. Robin was able to get his cape up on time, however, so let that take the slice instead of him. I rolled back to get some distance between us before throwing out three batarangs. Robin, down! I called him by name. My name. The batarangs dug into Croc's arm. Trickles of blood began to seep through. He looked at the blades, then back at us, as Robin and I went back to back with fists raised. He's gonna kill us, isn't he? Only if we let him. So I'm in the middle of it all. I'm wondering, is the gauntlet meant to forge a partner? Croc lifted a large crate above his head, and we made a run for it. His roars filled the docks as he prepared to flatten us. What do you think is in the crate? The way he's groaning, it's not teddy bears this time. Or maybe the gauntlet was to build a team. We both looked back at Croc as he was readying to hurl the crate atop of us. I stood my ground, holding Robin back behind me. This could be it. The death of Nightwing before we ever even got the chance to fly. But then, the familiar sound of a motorcycle approached. A blur of black and yellow as Batgirl screeched up from behind Killer Croc. Leaping off the bike at the last second to send it careening into his back at full speed. Croc grunted and fell backwards. The crate falling on top of him. Robin and I covered our eyes from the explosion of wood and metal. And when I looked back at Croc, he was pinned down and groaning from three industrial-sized riding lawnmowers on top of him. You remember teamwork, right? But if you're wondering, Robin did just fine. He survived a different kind of gauntlet. You were right, not Teddy's. We both did. The three of us worked to haul Kirk Croc out of the debris, tying him and his goons up to a pair of steel pillars as we met back up at Alfred. You called in? Dad. Commissioner Gordon and the Major Crimes Unit are on the way. I think we ought to scram. This one might take more than a little explaining. My bike will hold one of you, at least. Where's Robin? He said something about securing transport. Anybody need a lift? And there was your protege, pulling up in a beat-up, hot-wired jalopy. A stolen vehicle, young sir? Stole from the Steelers, Alfred. Two negatives make a positive, right? Watch this one, Bruce. You can take the boy out of Juvenile Hall. Well, you know the rest. I'll handle the driving from here on, lad. Will you be joining us? Nightwing, Alfred. That's what I'll be calling myself from now on. And no, I think I'll hitch a ride with Batgirl. Guys, it's Leslie on the comm link. She says he's up and headed back to base. He wants us to meet him for debriefing. All of us. Sure. I just need you to make one stop first. (laughs) 
Just so you know, this isn't avoidance. It's acceptance. There comes a time when every son has to leave the nest and take wings for the first time. A solo flight. We all move on. I may not be your partner in crime fighting anymore, but I'm just as committed to your crusade as the night you made me swear that oath. I wanted you to know that. And something else. You were the best father you could be, given the circumstances. Consider this my valedictorian speech. The final exam is over, and I'm ready for the real world. Time to pass the torch to a new class. You could do worse than this kid. Keep your eye on him, okay? I'm recording this for you in Gotham Library's audiovisual equipment room. I'm not coming back to the Batcave. Barbara will take the tape from here and hand it off to you. And tell Alfred thanks from a former Boy Wonder. Clothes do indeed make the man. Huh. You're going to need him someday. Really need him. I don't know where or when, but I can see it. Can I help you? He said to give you this. Who said? Him. Look, I gotta go. You know he hates it when you're late. Wait, just a sec. I don't even know your name. Jason Todd. Remember it. I plan on breaking all your old records. Jason. He left me with a silver case and a note. I looked down both ways of the motel hallway before bringing the case inside, setting it down on the bed and opening it along with the note. Because the costume I last saw you wearing was tattered and torn. Robin's egg blue was inspired, but how can one take flight without new wings? If the feathering is familiar, it is because you once wore this color to great distinction in your youth. I've no doubt you will again. I guess you were right. The suit does make the man. Nightwing, Year One, Part Five. Birds of a Feather. Directed, edited, and produced by Matthew Dawson. Based on comics by Chuck Dixon, Scott Bietti, Scott McDaniel, and Andy Owens. The voice cast for this episode by order of appearance include Ryan Doe as Nightwing, Alexis Vandom as Leslie Tompkins, Ray Stacanus as Batman. Todd Haberkorn 
as Robin. Rob Patrick as Alfred. Ryan Yoshitani as Killer Croc. Steven Zivik, Sean Murphy, and Michael Christensen as The Mobsters. And Lauren Kong as Batgirl. This production is the effort of the Mortalverse audio dramas and its volunteering associates. It is in no way affiliated with or representative of Warner Brothers or DC Comics and their characters. This project has been created by the fans for the fans to show our appreciation towards this franchise. This project has been released for free. Thank you to everyone who helped bring Nightwing Year One to life. Mortalverse Audio Dramas will always be grateful for your time and dedication to this project. Shit. If you're going to sulk about all night, could you at least do it quietly? You think you're so fancy with your big words, don't you, Cobblepot? Uh, sulk? When I get out of here, I'll tear Nightwing to pieces. I'll feast on his flesh. I'll bathe in his blood. Lovely. But my dear friend, you haven't the complexion to get out of a place like this. If you want knowing dead, you'll need connections. <laughs> like who? You? What are you gonna do, Penguin? Flipper him to death? Stab him with an umbrella? No, no. I hardly divulge in such violence myself. But you may need somebody with connections. And with my standings among Gotham citizens, I'll be out in a week. And once I am, my scaled friend, I'd be willing to make a few calls. For a price, of course. Oh, yeah? And what connections do you got that's capable of taking a little snot out? I'll warn you now, he isn't cheap. But, perhaps you'd know him best as Deathstroke.